Welcome to The Conversation. This is episode 158. It's just you and me. So listen, enjoy, and let the magic begin. You're listening to Channel Radio. Channel Radio. It's your 24-hour station. Welcome, welcome, welcome to The Conversation. Do you know what? I've got to say, I'm so excited today. I don't really know why. One of my friends, it is you. You always do this to me. You end up like giggling little schoolgirls. Oh, I love you. And it's just brilliant that you bring my energy up and you make me just dance. Thank you, yeah. So, welcome to The Conversation. My name is Sarah Ann Lucas. All my friends and family call me Bird and I would love you to do the same. Now, today is off... Usual. I mean, you've met Rebecca Robertson IFA a million times now. Today is part of, I think we're now part two of a 10-part series with Rebecca Robertson IFA. I have to say that because I just find it funny. Um, <laughs> and we're going to be talking about financial well-being, the buzzword, the trend word. But specifically... Because I've been writing and I am looking at seeking the wisdom of women and what women are saying to me, they are needing to empower them. And that would be wealth and that would be finance. But actually, it's not just women, it's men as well. It's just that specifically, I have been interviewing women. So who would I bring in? Of course, I'm going to bring in Rebecca Robertson IFA because she is actioning, she's doing, she's being with people people talking about wealth, what it means and how do we become practical in our normal day-to-day life. So how do you and I, the normal ordinary person, become extraordinary in our ordinary lives? I was listening to Brené Brown. Did you know Brené Brown's got a new podcast coming out soon? Oh, that sounds awesome. I know, right? She was being interviewed by Tim Ferriss, actually, and she was saying, he asked her... uh, Similar question to what I asked you really on the pre-show show is why do people listen to you? Why should we listen to you and, and hear this advice? And she said, the reason I think people listen to me and connect with me is because I'm ordinary mm. and I'm practising being extraordinary and mm. trying different things all the time, but showing that to people. Yeah. And I think that that's it in a nutshell. Mm. And that's why I've got you on. Hello. But let me just give you a bit of bio about Rebecca because oh, it's really important that you go. <laughs> no, yours is all right, actually. I just lifted it from your website. Okay. Did I you th- write this? Depends which bit. Most of it, yeah. They are interesting. This is what I love about you. You're just honest. <laughs> it's true, so. though, isn't it? I'm just <laughs> writing a new website um, from a new business and it's really interesting. I don't want too much fluff and pink, fluffy stuff. I'm just no. going to get down to say to you. I've had is. Oh, I can tell you wrote this because it sounds like you. I can remember paying, we should do a whole show just having a chat. I can remember paying a copywriter £2,000 to write the copy on my website. And literally, I got it and it was great, but I needed to write the copy for my website. Of course you did. But you think, I'll get a copywriter. And by the way, if you're a copywriter and you're like, Bird, please don't say that. You're getting rid of my business. It's not meant to be that at all. I had to write it myself. Mm. So she gave me a foundation and then I literally stayed up all night and tweaked it and went, 
I'm going to have to re- reboot this again. Mm. So, yes, anyway, Rebecca Robertson, IFA, is an award-winning author, a TEDx speaker, founder and independent financial advisor. That is what the IFA stands for. With 20 years' experience in financial advice, she is passionate about empowering women to take control of their finances. I want you to hear that word, control. Gain confidence in planning their financial future. Vital. We've just done it for you and I. Mm. And creating structures and processes for you to succeed. So, you have met Rebecca twice before. Once we did a personal conversation, like mm. I always do with guests on who you are, your, you know, your loves, your loss, your values, your beliefs. Then we did part one, which was looking at what is women's wealth. Mm. We talk about it. So today, we're actually going to take a piece of what Rebecca's been putting into her business, which which is the subscription stroke membership model. How do I put that into my business or how do I adapt my business to take that on board? Is it a value of service to me and my clients? So an introduction to building and adapting that model. So how on earth, and this is a question I want you to think is, how on earth, Bird, do I even begin putting action of that business trend of the moment, because it is at the moment, and really it's been for the last two, three years, this subscription membership. We've been talking about it forever, haven't we, you and I? Mm. And to the point where we've been going, oh, yeah, we must do it. And guess what? I still haven't done it. Rebecca has. I haven't. Everyone is doing it, but where do I start? So never fear, Rebecca Robertson IFA is here to go through it with you. But listen, before we start speaking openly with Rebecca, let's just catch up with last week's guest. Oh, did you find that meaty? So that was Stephen Gillen and Cole Mahay. They brought their two worlds of extremes and called their brand, so a dual brand, which is called Two Extremes. So they're coming from opposing sides of the same circle. Now, I want you to visualise a circle. It doesn't have any sides before you even start. That's the thing. That's the cleverness about that sentence. You've got a cop. I love the word cop. So he was a policeman. And you've got a true cop and a true robber. It was a true cop and robber story. I loved it. So one was a chief superintendent and the other a category A criminal serving for 17 years. They brought their stories together with the same intention, which was truly remarkable. And it's a story shared of values, shared values and encouraging communities to grow. Very, very interesting. So, my darling, if you missed the live show last week and the listen again on Channel Radio's website, then you can listen to Two Extremes, which is Cole Mahay and Stephen Gillen, on Burden of Bikes podcast, which is SoundCloud, on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Overcast, on iHeartRadio, on Spotify. It's everywhere. It's on every podcast platform that you can reach towards, which is Burden of Bike, the conversation, or... You can go onto my website, which is birdnabike.co.uk. Go onto the radio show, so that's two clicks, by the way. You can go and listen to the 157 shows that went before this one. So, here it is. Without further ado, it's my true honour. I'm all talking fast today. It's my true honour to share with you, Rebecca Robertson, IFA. Hello. You all right? Yeah, I'm really good. I'm super excited at the moment. I feel supercharged. Um, I'm, why? Why do you say that with such a sort of grimace on your face? Like, why? Why? <laughs> um, I guess it's leading on from your question around like 
you know, how, where do you start with the membership mm. and everything? I think when you're doing something in a way that really lights you up, it doesn't, it does feel like a job at times. It does feel like work. Let's be honest, you know, running a business is not all sweetness and light. But when you're being able to deliver something that you know has an impact, you know has a ripple effect, you know is really important for people, and you but not just believe it, you know it in your bones. Um, it just creates a different level of purpose and energy, I guess. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's why I'm super excited at the moment. So I've got over 80 registered um, for my challenge that I'm running next week, um, which is sort of like a, in business terms, it's like a warm-up funnel. Um, for me opening my membership for a week um, and I've never had so many people registered so that's What's the really challenge? exciting um, I'm it's all around just spending spending and money mindset and your spending beliefs so I do a four-day challenge 8pm um, for 10 minutes in my free group um, and it's so it's all just basically free content it gets people a chance to get to know who, what so, I'm like and who so I am so every night for four days you're at eight o'clock at night, yeah, going on to what? My group, my Facebook group, Facebook okay, Live. Okay, so it's all on Facebook Live to mm. your group only. Yeah. And you're... I'm giving them exercises, not like, you know, your exercises, mm. as in like, you know, stretching their calves and, you know, jumping up and down or whatever. Um, they're doing exercises in terms of... have you ever seen me do that? Well, it's just your branding. <laughs> you're like running me do in a stretch of a calf muscle? <laughs> when have you ever seen me do that? That's very funny, but carry on. Um, don't make me giggle because you know a girl girly um yes so uh yes i'll be running little exercises um each day to get them thinking about what their spending is what their spending values are um what their mindset is around where they currently are with their finances because that's really the first hurdle a lot of people can avoid money and not really consider it so before i can start talking about compound interest and uh rates of return and you know, that kind of stuff, um, you've got to do that mindset piece first. So I know who I am in the financial world or what my belief is towards money, is that what? Yeah, the second one, yeah. My belief towards money. Yeah. Okay. What's the biggest trend that you're seeing that, I'm going to go specific gender here, mm. so women are believing about money? Um, there's not one specific thing, but I tend to find that there are certain repeat, repeatable trends. Um, the main one um, is that I'm not enough. A lot around I'm not enough, I'm not good enough. So when it comes to up-leveling, in, even in, if they're business owners and they've done a lot of mindset stuff, um, even if they've got a coach that helps them in their career and they've got a career coach or they've got somebody at work that helps them or mentors them, there's that income, there's a massive issue around income and, and, and uh, wealth gap in that sense because women have issues around feeling that they're enough. Um, so being paid enough to do their job or paid enough from their clients um, to earn enough. Um, and then quite often what they do is they then give it away or spend it. So they're not looking at creating wealth in a sense of assets within their business or assets at home. They're spending money on their kids, they're spending money on certain things that maybe don't bring them value or bring them it does at the time it's like an a, immediate feeling of niceness they've just made their child smile as an example but it's not actually creating the, the the sense of the longevity financial security but that's actually what's keeping them up at night mm. what is wealth um wealth to me is 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 quite a it's a really it's a it's like redefining wealth i think that's something that we need to do 
um, wealth was well, we, we, you, me, or everybody, we, right? Okay, the Go royal, yeah, yeah, we. Um, in the sense that when we were brought up, most of us wealth was something like the queen or lords and ladies. Um, but actually, we have this sort of wave of financial freedom language that's used a lot in business sense. And you see these, you know, big events being run with, you know, become financial freedom and, and all of this. And there's people making a lot of money off the back of people that can at times be quite vulnerable, putting themselves into more debt to, to go to these events. Um, so there's this redefining wealth sort of phase going through at the moment, over, probably over the last five or to ten years. But um I think we need to understand that it's, it is obtainable to everybody, but it's something that we all need to be doing small little steps all the time. Um, there's no big magic wand. And it takes time. It does take time. Um, and it's something that we need to be doing as soon as we can and, and educating our children at the same time to, to do the same. Mm. You're doing that? Do you educate your... Yeah. Em Emily um, is 12 in a couple of weeks and um, she has this mentality that she won't do something unless she really wants to do it. Mm. So if I said to her can you go and do this for me? She'd be like, how much are you going to pay me? Like her value in herself is like, yeah, I'm not doing it unless I want to do it and you'll pay me for doing it. So she, I think there's there's a lot of younger, I see in my in my my, my daughter and, um, you know, that her friends, mm. um, this sort of real power that's coming through. I think when you've got women or girls being brought up by women like myself, you're, you're going to see this other sort of generation of women coming through in the future. And I hope that, they can then understand their their true value. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you do you know you, you still need to graft. You know there is a phase of where you've got to start at the bottom, and and they don't you know nothing's landed to you on a plate. Um, so very much you know she she's not allowed things unless she's either got the pocket money for it. So she wants some makeup brushes at the moment. She's got her money from Christmas. She wants them. I'm not buying them for her. She has to use her Christmas money to do that. It's mm, a value. Okay, so we've decided to get together today to show how to create or where to begin or how to start on this type of model of business and mm. we're going straight into the business side of it um because I thought it was quite valuable actually because when you were telling me it, I was like I've, we've got to talk about this um and that is the subscription model of business yeah it's really super interesting so for, for me I mean I've seen lots of different subscription models I actually joined up one this morning which is for IFAs which is um it's called Next Gen. Um, I signed up to their training platform. Um, it's like 12 quid a month and I get access to their recordings and trainings. And they're really like online webinars that you might get some free content somewhere, but you can go in and you can thrash out. And I have to do a certain amount of training hours every year to keep up to date. Um, as far as the FCA, that's enough to be up to date, although you end up doing a lot more than that. Um, so you have to get those hours registered and structured from somewhere. So I signed up to this, this subscription and it's like £12 a month and it means I can log in and there's probably, I had didn't look at the list, but there was probably about 30 to, 20 to 30 different videos on there that I could watch, ranging from half an hour to an hour long, all on really different interesting subjects. And that's what you're paying for. You do get a discount on other things and there are other benefits, but my main drive was for that reason. Um, so we do that all the time. Like we might sign up to something to, you know, if you think about Spotify or any of those. Spotify is a subscription model. Yeah, yeah. look at Next. That's a mm -hmm. subscription model. I mean, a lot of the sort of, we, we get it, right? Because, you know, we have our phone contracts. We have our um, TV license as yeah. a basic thing. They're all basic subscription models. Mm. Um, but what we've had now, we've got coaches rather than running events. They're running these sort of online models. So... For me, um, the reason I did it 
is from a, if you think about your ladder in finance, if I'm talking to business owners now, you have like your ladder of products. So at your top end, you have your highest top end product. So that for me would be a high level investment client where they get almost like a VIP. So they might have half a million pound to invest, or it might be a pension or something to be reviewed. And they would be given all my resources, all my tools on a one-to-one bespoke basis. Um, they've got they've got my mobile number. They can book in a call with me anytime. And the same as most of my ongoing clients. But I can't do that for everybody. Like you get talk about, you know, um, Andrew Priestley and oversubscribed. You get to a point in business where you're blessed to be worked hard, done a good job, get referrals, got a good business model. You get oversubscribed so there's only so much so like I'm booked two or three weeks in advance easy um you can't do that forever you get burnout you get tired and I think for women particularly and and I see it with men a lot as well um but for women we often are juggling other things right we are juggling different elements so I've got children dogs horses um there's only a point of capacity where I just saw that my wealth was going to only be at a certain point right and I wanted to leverage my knowledge and then I had like this free group that I was doing and I was putting probably too much in there for free I was just giving away as you do just giving away loads of stuff for free and I thought if I bought some of the free resources I give my VIP clients but not on a bespoke basis and I took some of the free content that it shouldn't really be free in my free group and put it in a place where basically they did have some really good core content and ongoing content and training, plus actual bespoke tools and actual platforms that gives back in a way that I know that that's going to have a positive impact as for forever, then not only is it fulfilling my purpose and not only is it fulfilling um, a drive for me in terms of making a difference, um, but it's also business sense because it's at the bottom end of my ladder. So it's an it's a easier proposition. It doesn't cost thousands. It costs 25 quid a month. So that's sort of more accessible for people. So then if you're taking people up through the ladder, some people would join that program because they want to work with you one-to-one, but they can't afford it yet. So I do one-to-one coaching over a four-month period on my money coaching side, but that's around £1,500. So not everybody could afford that. But some people that would go into the membership, they might not want to do the DIY version. They might actually be too busy for that and can afford the upgrade so what you're then doing is you're building a sort of pool of people that get to know like and trust you whilst you're receiving a more passive income so once it's all set up yes it's a huge amount of work to start off with but once it's set up I plan to have a couple of hundred members in there all paying 25 pound a month so that's thousands per month um, and I would probably be spending a day a month on it Mm. Mm. What, so you've got this, would you say that's, you've still got your free group. Yep. You're still giving them content. Yeah. And then this would be the subscription model where people can still have you. Do you hold them accountable? I do. Um, it's a seven month tie in because it's huge. amount. I probably should be charging more, but I'm not. So I've made it a seven month tie in. Um, and within that seven months, they can, they, there's a quarterly, what I call a focus so it's a focus phase. So up to recently, I've been running them myself. As I've built the numbers in it, I'm going to likely to build accountability buddy pods, I'm going to call them. So they go into groups of five and we'd have a three-week focus where they basically all keep each other accountable for those three weeks. Mm. Mm. Interesting. 
What's the outcome of it? Well, for me, I talk about the impact that I have. And when I have people come back to me and say, I took your challenge, like a free challenge a month, a year ago, and I'm now doing this and I'm now organised with my money and I feel more in control and I feel empowered and it's really made a difference. I've saved for my holiday and it just gives people that um, sort of... It's funny how we sort of bury our head with money quite a bit and it only takes somebody to sort of encourage you, rub your back and say, come on, ostrich, take your head out of the sand a little bit. Um, th- things can feel quite overwhelming, even though they're possibly quite straightforward, they still feel massively overwhelming. And it's like that thick factor of unknown. Um, it might sound really simple, but actually it's that factor of being unknown. So by putting a spotlight on it and spotlight on it and, and t- taking people through a, a relatively... In financial services terms, it's quite a basic process. So I listened to some training this morning. It's like, okay, so that you know, we need to be keeping people understanding what their outgoings are, what the incomings are, what their net net assets are, um, and like you know, you can imagine. But those two or three subjects to everyday normal people are huge subjects. Well, they're really emotional. Yeah, totally. They're not just like a checklist, you know, what, what you've got to have coming in, what you have going out. Mm. It's it's not just those fixed money that you're paying for rent or mortgages or whatever. It's all the other spending that's the key. Mm. Okay, so we've decided that I'm going to put a subscription into my business. Okay. Where do I start? So I'd ask you to, I mean, I, I know best of all right, mind, where did you start? Where did I start? Because you already had content. So I think that's, yeah. that's an interesting point. Whereas I see lots of business owners who have um, a great idea, a great product, mm. but zero content. Yeah. So I, personally, um, the best place to start is to get a, like a large piece of paper or possibly post-it notes and um, write out all the things that you say or do or you give away or if someone comes up to you at a networking event and you always get a tend of a question or if somebody says oh you should speak to so and so why are they referring you what is it about you that people know like and trust and what part um, of the process are you taking them through if you're for example you're a business coach as an an easy example and you take people through a six-month program which is like a one-to-one bespoke thing and you want to create that as an online membership that's quite hard to do you can't you can't do that but what you can do is the tools that you give people in that process you could make available in the membership that doesn't mean that you're then gonna sit down with them on the one-to-one and go through it but you might just do a two-minute snippet video explaining how that tool works um, and so it's it's looking at what process you would normally do in your everyday job and what resources you can then put in place. So, so for somebody like yourself, back when you were doing fitness and nutrition, um, I would be joining a prescription that would take me maybe through a certain journey. Um, it might be, you do have obviously have courses, so you can have like, I've got a six week course in my membership or some people sell that as a, a standalone product in yeah. itself, um, which I can do if I, if I wanted to. I've just put it in there for free because I thought it'd be good value for people um so you would take the resources all the resources I've got in that six-week program are in the membership and it means that I know that I'm taking people through a, a process of some kind so I know a business coach that um gets people to come in so actually most of her content is not her personal content what she does on a one-to-one she's doing training and interviewing so somebody would say 
she'll say to the group, okay, what do you want to learn about this ne- this month or next month or whenever? And it's, oh, I want to learn to write a book or I want to learn to do YouTube. I want to learn SEO. I want to learn how to do content writing. I want to learn how to use my mobile for videos. I want to learn how to do systems and processes, timekeeping. Like running a business, there's lots of elements, right? So her membership is purely based on having segments in a online program where people can go in and listen to them and listen back to them at any time mm. and that's that's it it's 50 quid a month so you've decided to do the membership yeah you've got you've got content because we're going to use you as an example because i think that's great how did you know how much to charge um there's nobody really doing what i'm doing but there was one other person and they were charging around 15 and i think they might have gone up to 27 um, I don't know exactly what they've got in their programme, but that did give me a sort of a guideline. Um, I will be asking after this. I've done a beta testing. So this is not this is actually running. It's working. So explain. I did a, explain to beta testing. Sorry, yeah. Um, no, no, it's good. No, because I tell you why. We talk about it all the time and that's great. But actually tell me how you did your beta testing. Okay, so I had my free group and um, I use... You, there's different technology that you can use to host the, te- the 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 information um and it depends on how much content you've got so for me i already had my six week course on kajabi so i reactivated the account i have a tech va and you did this i was just gonna say did you no, do no. this or you've got people who know i've got a tech va that did that for me of course you have <laughs> um and she just reacted so I wasn't paying for Kajabi for months and months and months I said to her can you go on there and see if it's still the content still on there it was still on there most of it which was really handy so I said well let's not reinvent the wheel let's do it you know it's, it's quite expensive per month so there are cheaper versions but I knew it did everything I wanted to do I could run webinars on there if I wanted to I could do email sequencing if I wanted to I could do sign up pages for payments if I wanted to like it did everything you need right so I thought well it makes it sometimes more complicated but you have then a little bit more pressure that it has to be a profitable unit like it couldn't just be something that I'm going to pay £100 a month for and I'm making a loss I know I needed to have revenue so I decided to put it out to my community that I was going to be running this beta testing and was anyone interested I was looking for 20 places and I found about 15 to 18 so I didn't do my email list I didn't do a promotion or a build up or anything I just went into my group and it was a funny time of year. It was like in end of October, November. It was a funny time of year where people are just starting to concentrate on Christmas. So a lot of people signed up but didn't do anything. So I was um, sort of trying to feel... So beta testing is just sort of putting it out there, having something that is in a place where I didn't feel so much pressure in terms of delivering the content. So if it had been, might have done it from scratch, I'd have probably more panicked more for a start, feeling much more pressure to deliver a certain quality product. Whereas when you're doing beta testing, you tend to do it a little bit cheaper and people understand that it's a new thing, you're trying it out. And usually you'd ask for testimonials at the end. That's sort of why it's cheaper, um, hopefully if they're happy. Um, so I started doing that and then I waited until January um, to get Christmas out of the way. Um, And then I started doing the focus period. I started doing more lives, asking what training and what else they needed. I've started booking in um, with another, I've got a PA um, who is now contacting lots of people I know to book in what I call money matters, training sessions, workshops, um, to get that start to build up the bank of knowledge within the membership. Um, And 
there's lots of other stuff that I'm sort of planning for the membership in the background. So the beta testing was a really good idea to, uh, uh, is this idea working? Is this viable? Um, what is it that people want? And I often just asking people and asking for support, but it's a very much a, you have to be quite vulnerable. You have to allow yourself to be vulnerable and allow yourself to fail, which I think is talking about Brene Brown earlier on. Mm. is something that I've got better at um, this year. So actually being more vulnerable, being more open has allowed me to, be okay with failing because two years ago I did an Amy Porterfield's course which is so did I we did it at the same time yeah. so she at the time had um two one around webinars one around courses it's about 800 quid yeah it was yeah. My, mine was probably, I think a bit more because I'd paid for the bonus where they'd create some slides for you yeah me too never used that me wasted neither. that money I did about five percent of the course online really I did, interesting I did all of the course <gasps> no you never of course yeah. you did I did all of it and I and I recorded it and I did the whole program. I'd had um, Facebook ads, articles, um, a quiz on my website, list building. Um, I had the web run the webinar. I had hundreds registered, registered for the webinar. Um, this was two, just over two years ago now. And um, I was really psyched up. You know, I'd done this training. I, I, this was going to be it. Um, and I sold nothing. I did sell four or five for the beta testing and the feedback was fantastic. So I knew I was on track, but my sales process was wrong. I know that now I look back and I know that my funnel was wrong. Um, My sales process was wrong. Um, And, you know, it is sales at the end of the day. There Mm. is a knack to it. There's an art to it. Um, So I've learned a lot from that process, but it really put me back into myself. I just didn't want to put myself out there. It's really hard, you know, You, you put yourself out there and you, you know, tumbleweed. Mm. It's quite soul destroying. So it's taken me a you know, good eighteen months, two years to start to be, build that back up. So for me, the membership was quite scary. Asking people to pay for something in a different context to what I'm used to, mm. um, and then starting to see that people's value in it and how, how much they were willing to pay for it. Um, so I could probably increase it in the future. I might have like an upfront admin fee or an upfront subscribe fee, and then a monthly ongoing. Um, but at the moment, I'm comfortable with the price point. So you're comfortable with it. And and obviously then, it, well, how can I put this? Oh, I'm just going to say, it. is it you're comfortable with it or is it that the customer is comfortable with it or both? Do you've they got, have to marry? Have both. You have okay. got to marry because at the end of the day, if you don't feel that you're giving, if you're undercharging and over delivering, but you feel rubbish about it, that just, you know, soul destroying and that's not good because that does come across in your energy and how you work with people. Um, whereas if you feel like people are getting enough from it and you feel like you're, you know, as a whole, you, you as a unit, you're going to get good revenue from it. So mm. it is a bit, but the problem is, is a numbers game. And you must not start memberships without having enough followings or fans or community or whatever. And that was the biggest learning curve that I made from the failings when I did that. And also from my book launch. Yeah. So it's all about having free fans. That's Interesting. So let's rewind a little bit then. Do I need to start a group where I'm building content anyway? So it's not such a big cavernous space for me to fill because you mm. already had content. Yeah. And you already had a free group. Yeah. So if I'm thinking I want to build, so say, for example, I'm just picking out numbers, you get 100 people subscribed at your £25, that's £2,500 a month. 
happy days. Thank mm. you very much. But actually, we, we've got a lot of work to do before that yeah. moment. Yeah. So I need to start a free group. Well, it's, it's about having free followers. So some people do that through podcasts. Some people do that through YouTube. And, and this is where there's, um, you, you, in business, you get mixed up with all these different gurus or experts telling you what you should do. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, you should just do one thing and get really, really, really good at it. What are you good at? Talking. <laughs> See, I'm really good at this space. Media, I love it. I'm, I love being, just talking naturally yeah, you're, you're like good this. At it. You're good at it. So I would, I, this would be my free, which it is, this yeah. is my free content. Content. So how can you monetize that? Mm. That's the question. And that's what you're saying a membership yeah. site really is, isn't it? Yeah. So it's where, but where are you sending people? That's my question to you. So at the moment, you're not sending anyone anywhere. No. I'm just giving. You're just giving. So I've got, my, my issue with that is that. I know. You've and I'm got questioning one with you. Me. So you hear this reversal now. So why aren't you offering people something? Why aren't you giving them value? I am about to. Are you? Yeah. What? We didn't plan this. No, so. we didn't. See what I mean? <laughs> so no, that's what I'm literally doing now. My whole business is going to be changing and it will be called Beautiful Brave Body. Amazing. And it's now only going to be digital um, content yeah. through a subscription site. Well, there we go. Yeah. This is, why, this is why you got me on here, isn't it? To get like, some free... <laughs> well, we spoke about it, didn't we? And I said, you know, it's a really good... It's a good listening subject. to talk about yeah. and actually this is part of wealth management this 100%. is part revenues. of building money yeah different revenue streams and i was maximum capacity i couldn't do much more i saw how my next year or two was going to pan out and i knew that i needed to lay down some other foundations as mm. you are now too it's just scale yeah because I could have 400 in there, 200 in there. It wouldn't really matter. And also it means that, so example, at the moment, I've had uh, eight new inquiries this week just from the marketing I'm doing for my free content. Mm. So people will see your stuff more. People, I've added like over 100 people to my list in a, like five days. So I want to take you back. You started a Facebook group. Yeah. With zero in zero. it, really. 700 and... 18 of this morning. Okay. And how long? Give us a timeline on that. I started October, not last year, the year before. So that's taken me a while. I yeah. haven't, but I haven't done up until a week ago. I, it was all organic. Interesting. Yeah. All organic from, a, from a, a week ago. And you'd go in there and how often would you spend time in there? All the time. Like it almost needs to be the best. So I've got a business coach now called Lisa Johnson Coaching. So Lisa's really down to earth. And what you'll find about Lisa, she, what I like about her is that she just doesn't give you all the fluff and just go straight for the kill. Like literally she should tell you what you need. And one thing that I've learned definitely that resonates from Lisa is that your online communities, whether it's a paid for community or a, a non paid for community, is that you need to treat them like a community. They are not a commodity. They are not. They are, they are in a sense, but the way to treat it is in a form of a, a community of friends. So you're not going in there dictating. You're not going in there, um, you know, telling people what they should do. You're, you're asking them, what do you think about this? How do you think I should do that? What do you want? What would be interesting? Like you're almost using it as your own market research, to be quite frank, which in this day and age as a small business owner is, is now easier, but it's still hard. So you're all those efforts of those blogs or podcasts or webinars or email lists, you're sort of putting them in a, a one place. And it means that what it creates is that one person 
tend, they don't tend, people don't tend to email you back that often. You know, click rates are reduced, although you should still have an email account. People are great on social media on commenting and things, but how can you sort of um, start to monetize that? How can you start to bring people closer to you? So a community is a great way to do that. So I have my clients, you wouldn't know that they're my clients, that are in my community taking my free content, but they're also paying clients either on a one-to-one or IFA investment basis. You know, some of them have got a lot of money and Mm. they're still taking my free content. So it's a community of clients and non-clients. Wanting what? Wanting knowledge, wanting security, wanting support, um, wanting a safe place to go to ask questions or just being able to be part of something. Mm. Do they want more money? Do they want to understand money? Do they want a pension? Do they want to build future? What do women want in that community? All of the above. Okay. Um, So women don't, as you well know, as being a female yourself, it's often not one thing. Like if I said to you, um, why do you want love? You wouldn't give me one answer. You would give me lots of different answers. Yeah, we're complex beings. We are. Yeah. And the same goes for women. So it tends to be legacy, security, well-being. They're right. sort of the key three different different guises. Mm. They come to me and say, I need a pension because from a knowledge perspective, they understand that as one of the tools. Um, or they say to me, I know I need to start investing or um, I know I'm really out of control of my money. I don't know where to start. That They're the sort of the tends to be the top three things that people would say. Mm. Interesting. So subscription, I'm going to keep us coming back to this because else we're just <laughs> going to go off because I want to talk about coin. I've, I've got to tell you, Bitcoin has gone mad at the minute. I'm loving it, but I'm not going to go. I'm oh, not I'm doing it. it. I'm not doing it. I love playing in that. It's just such fun. So just, a, just a little bit of a disclaimer. Only play with money that you can afford to lose. Yeah. And notice I use that word play. Yeah. I'm playing in there. I just have such fun with it. It's hilarious. And I've got it wrong recently. Uh, Paul. Well, I'd love to interview you in my membership for why. So this is about having conversations, right? This is about yes. making up, up awareness. Yeah. Um, so this morning I was like, I need to interview my clients. You do? Not because, I, you know, oh, go to see Becky, but their journey. It's funny. I need to interview my clients because they are ridiculous at what they do. And I, I say to them all the time, I need you to come and don't let those words die on your lips. And that's really mm. what we do with our books and what we do with anyway so I'm going to take us back to subscription not Bitcoin and talk about Bex and playing with it all (laughs) right subscription we've got a free content we've started a subscription how did you know how to put that onto a website um what part how do I put a subscription base to the back end of my website so if you use certain tools like a Kajabi and I'm Mm. have no financial association with them um it's just who you use you can you can use that like your a website okay cool so you've bought a platform you've paid a subscription yeah so you're doing yeah. the subscription model there so you've bought something that's like um uh, like a plugin it just yeah i was just gonna say it's like a plugin that is now holds all the information yeah on your subscription rather than you getting a web designer to build it for you and then get you stuck into the GDPR and all that jazz. You haven't done that. 
No, because then you've got to put in more terms of business. You've got to put there all you the yeah. you've got to put all the back end, all the work into that. And I think it's about in business, it's about doing things in phases. So only take the challenges on that you can really afford to take. I couldn't afford to take at that time the risk in investing in such a way with something that was already a, a, a square peg and a square hole for me. I didn't really need to reinvent the wheel. However, I did create, one of the big things that I have done um, is that I worked under my company brand and it is my company, it is a foundation, like my own, I'm the founder of it. Um, but more recently, I've created my own personal website, which is more for my non-regulated IFA kind of work. So my coaching and my mentoring, my hopefully some programs later on this year that I'm going to be developing um, and the membership. So if you go to my personal brand website, mm-hmm. there's a section that says membership. And there's going to be a waiting list so people can sign up. So as I'm going, people can sign up to the membership. And I just use MailChimp at the moment, yeah. although I want to eventually go to Active Campaign. Um, and so it's funny because I use Mad Mimi. So there's right. so many different platforms out there that I pay a subscription for. <laughs> I pay, and I pay, I don't know about yours, but mine's all in dollars. Okay. So they're always, all, all these platforms that I pay a f- subscription to, really interesting. I'm happy to pay in dollars. Yeah. I'm now becoming that global brand that that's what I understand. Yeah. And the people do more realise, more than we realise. I mean, I, I'm, we're seeing it more and more. And I, don't, I think in my head a while ago, it's like, how much of this stuff can you actually have? Like, you know, how many nutritionists having online courses? How many can, you know, how many, you know, what has happened to like people meeting in real life? And there is always that element, but things are becoming more and more online. And so as a business owner, I think it's an important element to have towards your business. Even if you're like a website designer, you can still have an online course, for example, teaching people how to do a web- WordPress website themselves. Mm. Okay, so subscription, you've got the price. You like the price. You think you've moment. tested it. Yeah. Oh, and there's a, oh, don't get me started, at the moment. Did you hear that? So you've, it got, go it, up. you've got it tested. The customers are happy with the price. Yeah, they're still paying. Okay, cool. And you do you then you've then uploaded the content to the platform that you're hosting. Yep. The the subscription to. Yep. Then what? I've, and also, I've got a membership Facebook membership group as well. So I do like lives in there. Um, I do sort of weekly sort of in your check-ins. free or this is the in the membership. no in the paid the paid membership. So again, the the sort of paid community. There's a group for that. There's two, I run two Facebook groups. Tell me about your time. Because <laughs> um, that's what's all of a sudden I'm going to get these, you know, people going oh, go, I, haven't got time I don't for have, that. yeah, that's right. Okay. Well, can I be frank? I don't know where else to be. <laughs> um, you can't do it all at once and all in one go. So you have to do things in phases. So it hasn't, this has not been something I've been able to do overnight or over a week or over a month. This has taken, I'm eight years in business now. And this, my free group took over a year. Um, And this membership, I started conceptually putting it together probably last September, October. None of this stuff is quick wins. Like nothing, the perception online is that, yeah, you can just chuck it together. No, it really doesn't. I'm sorry, people that tell you that, they're lying. They're, they're lying. They're lying to get money out of you. Um, so you wanted a frank answer. That's that. So, but um, I have um, a solid foundation business, profitable business that I'm running. So I can afford. Now, this is where people say, I'm going to get on my soapbox. Don't tell me 
creating a third or fourth website or having a rebrand is investing back in your business. That's just an expense that you're choosing to spend money on. But me spending a couple of hundred pounds a month on a tech VA or having the support, so I have a social media manager, I have a tech VA, I have a PA, and I have a client relationship manager. So those four girls are absolute godsends to me, and I pay the highest about four or five hundred pound a month, and the lowest about a hundred pound a month between them. Um, and that's me investing for my time because my hourly rate is about seven or eight times theirs. So. I then get, but anything that they are doing for me, I consider it as a revenue-based role. So if it's either leveraging my time, creating revenue, or they're actually having an operation that creates additional revenue for me. So that's how I have time. So time, when people say, how have you got time to do that? Like I have got time to go running and I never make the time because I'm choosing not to make the time. So don't tell me you haven't got the time when we have time to watch Netflix for how many hours a week. You know, you don't create success and successful businesses and something you're going to look back in 10 years' time and go, holy God, look what i done by spending half your time moaning and bitching, going to the pub, watching Netflix. Like, you don't do, this doesn't get done in your sleep. Wow, I felt that then. <laughs> and it's, it's true. It's so true. I mean, people say to me all the time, I don't know how you do it. I don't know you've got time to write a book. Well, because that's my focus. I'm also, what you don't see is that I'm putting this show at nine o'clock last night while my other half is sat next to me going, have you finished yet? Mm. I'm like, no, but, you know, and that's every night, by the way. And don't think it's, you know, it's because I love what I do, but it's still that hard work element. It's so, yeah, so interesting. And it's boring. Yeah, some of it is really boring. And until you can afford to, like people say, oh, I can't afford to uh, outsource. You, sometimes you can't afford not to. Like, that's the serious question. You can't afford not to. But what I've noticed is that you put small increments in place. So you get the right person doing the right job at the right time and increase it over time. Mm. That has been the biggest thing. So a year ago, I had two people doing six people's jobs. Now I have four people doing about five jobs. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. Subscription model. Free content. I know. going to bring this down because there's so much coming out of here. Subscription model Ranting. is this. No, 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 I like it. Is I've got free content. I yep. know that I'm going to need, that I can then build a commodity base. So put an e-commerce part of your business to the free content. It's all part of your sales funnel, if you want to call it that. You've then gone and understood you've got content. You've then gone and tested it. Is it? Is there a product in this? You've then gone and put a price to it, finger in the air a little bit. A little bit. Am I comfortable with this? Are they willing to pay it? You've then got a platform that hosts it and you've not decided, so you've decided I'm going to use this platform and pay the subscription model for it mm -hmm. and not gone and got a web designer to put it into the back end of your website and then you've got the challenge of holding the GDPR and all that jazz. So we've got it going. You've got it up and running and you've now got people paying for it. Yeah. What next? So I've spent the last all of January doing content online for engagement and sort of that know and like element. Um, You've said that quite a lot. Why is that important to you that people know and like you? 
Well, it's, it's Daniel Priest's Know, Like and Trust. Um, so it's a concept for a lot of people in business. If they won't work with you, if they don't know you, like you and trust you. And certainly with what I do when it comes to money, they have to know who I am. Who, who am I? Who am I going to speak to money about? Do I trust them with my money and to have this conversation with them? But they actually have to like you to a degree. So if I sort of spent every five minutes saying that, anyone that eats meat is absolutely horrible and is disgusting because I'm vegetarian. I am vegetarian, but I don't think that of people that eat meat. Then people aren't necessarily who love me, going to like me. Now, I'm not mm-hmm. saying, but you still have to be authentic and you still have to speak your truth. So I don't feel that's a necessary a message for me to speak about, but I will speak passionately about who I am and what I stand for. And that's something that's massively changed for me. I'm not hiding behind um, any facade anymore because it's just, to be quite honest, it's BS. It's it, Nobody buys from that. People want to see who I really am. And you asked the question, why, why me? Because I was brought up in a council house because I had a single parent father, because I had hand-me-down shoes, like because I am a normal everyday person, but I've worked in financial services for 20 years and I am doing the steps that I give myself. I'm working hard in terms of building my wealth and building my revenue. That's why me. Well, I asked that question and, and, and two things. One, I always ask that question of somebody, Why should just tell me who you are so mm. that I can start to go, am I going to connect with you? Because it's really important. And you know Stephen Bartlett, I don't know if you follow him, he's on social chain. He's one of the top entrepreneurs in the UK at the moment, 27, comes from Plymouth, really interesting guy. I follow him on social media, go and check him out. He put a question on LinkedIn yesterday and he said, I'm going to pick five people, put a question in the group here. I'm going to pick five people to come and spend the day with me today. Now, here's the interesting thing. I thought, I'm doing it. I did this question last night. I thought, I know I've got my radio show, but I know Bex will probably go to me, you go, because it's invaluable, right? Go for it. So I thought, I'm going to ask him the question I ask everybody, because I think it's probably one of the most important questions to ask. And it's two, two actually. Why do you care? Because mm. most, we all care, but why is somebody prepared to go a little bit further, a little bit more? Why do you care more than me, maybe, mm. on that subject? Why did Martin Luther King decide to do that? Yeah. And yet everybody feels the same about him, but yeah. he was prepared to do that as a whole belief system mm. through. So I asked Stephen Bartlett this question. Guess what? He never called me. He didn't really like my question. And I also asked him as well what had to end for a beginning for you because I really think that's important. And you've wow. just showed us that beautifully. You've gone, this, this, this is what is and this is why I care. Okay, now I'm going to listen to you. It's really, that is massive to even begin your free content. Yeah, Wow. Thank you for sharing that. No, it's true though, isn't it? You have to have that understanding of who I am. Why do I care? Not more than somebody else, but why do I care so deeply? Mm. And what had to end for me to begin this journey here? Why, you know, and you've just said, I couldn't, I don't want any hand-me-down shoes. I didn't want to be in that position. I wanted more. Yeah, and it's not, It's what's like, what make, makes you take inspired action? Because everyone has these thoughts or th- feelings, but actually what inspires you to take action? And I truly believe in that wealth is not just for the wealthy. Wealth is for everybody. But I'm, I, I want to, there's a saying, and I don't know who it says, but I'm part of the one of many community. And so I hear it a lot in the one of many community. And they, they talk about um, being the change that you want to see in the world. So there's no point sitting around moaning about things. You've got to actually be the inspiration that you're looking for. You are your own the inspiration in life and if you're not inspiring yourself then get someone to help you to be inspired it was either Gandhi or um, Mandela but I can't remember which
which one was said, it? Yeah, yeah, be the change that you want to see in the world. Yeah, amazing. Um, so going back to your question about what I've been doing and what comes next. So January has all been about social media in terms of engagement and and a little Some bit marketing. more like marketing reach cool. in 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 work terms. I'm seeing clients and got my you know normal normal stuff like yeah. that going on. Um, so you're running a business. I want to just catch you. Sorry to interrupt mm. you. Keep interrupting you. You're doing your normal daily business. Yeah. As well as. Yeah, I'm going to have my big biggest quarter this quarter. Cool. Yeah. Um, so um, this month has been around getting people to sign up for my challenge that I'm running next week. Um, and I'm then running a live on my page. I'll be running a week, a week, no, uh, yeah, week Monday on the 2nd of March. I'll be running a masterclass or live on my Facebook page. So this is really simple for me. And this is what we're doing um, at the minute in, in my new business, Beautiful Brave Body, which is content, content, content. Yeah, totally. Wherever you possibly can. I know somebody else that's doing it a lot, lot more than me, um, but she has a much simpler, I guess, business model. So she's doing a lot of YouTube, a lot of lives, a lot of like literally her whole week is being spent on content. But there's only so much that I physically can do because I probably spend three or four days literally talking to clients day in, day out. So where do we go to get your information, your free content, where do we go for that? And then where do we go for a subscription model? Um, so and this isn't a big sale for Rebecca Robertson no. IFA. I don't really mind where you go. I just <laughs> want you to go and start to taste, understand what it feels like for you to engage with this model. You're already doing it anyway in everything you do, by the way. You just don't realise it. I've just put a mm. label to it. Yeah. Um, so my new website, which is Rebecca Robertson Evo, um, there's a link to my Facebook, free Facebook page from there. So you can join in the challenge next week. If you check out any of my social media platforms, which is Rebecca Robertson IFA. Um, That's why I love it. <laughs> if wherever I go, they're like, you're Rebecca Robertson IFA. Okay. And my branding person has said that I've got to change it to Rebecca, Rebecca Robertson Evo because that's now my my website link. But, I um, snarled at that then. You did. You literally turned your nose I up. I can't do that. Okay. It's like you not being called bird anymore. I know. Right? It would not, not be good. No. Um, so you can go and check out those handles and you'll see a challenge. You can sign up for the challenge there. If you go to the Rebecca Robertson Evo and go to memberships, you could go on the waiting list for the membership if you're interested. Um, it opens on the 2nd of March. Even if you don't want to agree with the content, go and engage yourself in the process. Because I often do that. I'll often buy a course or do it because I want to see the process, the strategy, the customer experience to go yes or no. That's sometimes why I engage in something, not necessarily to get the end content. Yeah, definitely. I mean, in, from a business perspective, if you're not particularly, you know, interested in it, I'm going to have business, some business uh, sections in there, but, and I'm going to be in, uh, interviewing people around wealth creation that are business owners, and I'm going to be doing profit first um, interview with a couple of accountants that I know in there. So there's going to be business content, but purely from a, I'm not saying go and do mine particularly, but if you like somebody that does what you do, so whatever you do, say you're a nutritionist or you're a fitness person, and you go and find someone that yeah. is doing a subscription model, a membership, a online e-commerce model and join it. Now, please don't go and copy their content and literally copy and paste it. Use it as an inspiration. Contact them. Say how amazing they are, how much you love it. Um, and, you know, 
be that inspiration where a collaboration is important. Well, time has caught up with us. I tell you, I know. Rebecca Robertson, IFA, thank you so much. Thank you for standing tall in the arena. Thank you for sharing you with me today. And thank you, and I say this with absolute love for you, thank you for your constant drive and your want for women to grow. Thank you. Thanks Mm. for having me, Bird. Always. Until next time, till part three. Yeah, where would that be? Exactly. So, my darling, have a truly amazing week. It has been my absolute honour to share to you the most extraordinary people making an impact in the universe. And remember, keep reaching every day and go shine bright. Channel 2.